Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell for episode 19. Uh, this episode is Directors in Depth, and we'll be talking about Zack Snyder and his Dawn of the Dead remake from 2004. Obviously, we've got um, the highly anticipated Army of the Dead, uh, Zack Snyder's new film coming out on Friday the 21st, kind of exclusively for Netflix, isn't it? Yep, it's, I think, the only... It's been released in uh, some cinemas in America, the widest they've ever released a Netflix film in cinema, but it is a Netflix original film. Yeah, um, and I'm, I've been saying for a while that I've been looking forward to a uh, big-budget zombie film. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm quite looking forward to it, but we thought uh, what we would do is before we finished our Final Destination retrospective, I think I was all Final destination out. I don't know about yeah, yourself. <laughs> yeah, we'd got to that stage. We did five weeks, but that was not just five... You you heard it over five weeks. We we spent about two months yeah. doing that, doing the stuff for that film. It did come to a bit of an abrupt end in the last episode, but it's okay because I'm sure by that point everyone was ready for it to be over. <laughs> everyone like Final Destination. We were waiting for our fans. Um, so before we kind of get into it, what what have you been up to, Seb? What have you been watching? What have I been watching? So. Feels like a long time, even though we've been doing these weekly, it feels like a long time since it's been <laughs> this kind of back to a normal, like a different subject yeah, than that's... the last one that we were talking about. Um, so, I think one thing I was thinking is that me and you both actually got together and watched Mortal Kombat. Yeah, we did. And oh. we're like, we've never, we didn't actually mention that on thing. So, it's it was quite a interesting that we actually got to see a quite new film. Yeah, it was cool. Like man. early in the release kind of thing. And um, cinemas are opening now, aren't they? So we we're planning on going to see Spiral. Yeah, we are Spiral. So we might ha- we might still have so sensing your way on our thoughts on that film, even if it's just the beginning like this. Um, but yes, uh, Spiral. I'm excited for the cinema being back open. I'm definitely excited for uh, getting there this week. And um, yeah, even though Mortal Kombat is out in cinemas now, I mean we have got. I believe we've still got a limit card, so we may yeah. still, I may still go and see it again in the, on the big screen. I want to see Godzilla and King Kong on the big screen as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that that would be good. That was what it was designed for. So yeah. I feel like the film will be better on the <laughs> way better on the big Definitely. screen. Definitely. Um, but yeah, um, talking about Mortal Kombat. I mean, I don't know what were your what were your thoughts on the film. You're you're a you're a bigger gamer than I'm I, a big I gamer. Am. I'm a much bigger gamer than you. Um, and Mortal Kombat is a is a game series. I, I both love and hate. So I loved, the, you know, the early ones growing up. Yeah. When it kind of went 3D and it went into the arena fighting, I thought it lost its way. And it kind of, it was, I didn't like the games for a while. And then when Mortal Kombat 9 came out on PS3, that was something that we played quite a lot. Yeah. It was awesome. And it kind of reinvigorated the series. And yeah, so I'm a big fan of Mortal Kombat. Um, I, I really enjoyed the film. You know, I think it was just easy just to sit there just to watch. There were some characters that I didn't expect to be in it. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers away. I'm sure most people have seen it, but I don't want to give anything away. Um, you know, some of the fatalities and the gore level was cool. Yeah. Um, it was a bit cheesy in parts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> were all of the characters kind of amazing? No. But for a Mortal Kombat film, which is basically just about people scrapping and violence, it it, it did it for me. And I'd, I want to see another one. What did yeah. you think? Yeah, no, I, I felt exactly the same. It, it did what I was expecting it to do. 
you know, well, a lot of people, you know, because there is the whole the tournament element of it, yeah. which it, this is kind of the pre-tournament, isn't it? Like yeah. A little bit. So if you're going in expecting the full-on tournament and things, you might be a little bit disappointed. But I feel like it's good that the filmmakers have thought in advance about like how we're going to progress with these films instead of it could have this could so easily been like right, you've done this, you've done the whole tournament. Now the where the hell do you go with this film? Yeah. Now? And um, no, I. I I, I enjoy it for what it was. I like yes, some of some of the actors were a bit cheesy. Some of it was a little bit wooden. Some some parts like the anyone who's seen it, the very early scene at the beginning is probably it's a much stronger scene than some of the ones that yeah, follow. Definitely. Like the opening's fantastic, I thought. Um, and overall, yeah, I, I it had exactly what I expected. The fatalities were there. Some of them were really, really cool. Some, awesome. Some of them were really gory. I'd like to see more of that. The sequel, I just, to be honest, I don't re- like. I don't really care. The the main character, the Cole Young character, was meh. Yeah, yeah, he was. Like, meh, you know, he but... was. You know, he's not necessarily. Like, I I get trying to bring in a new character to bring that perspective in, and, and he does have a reason to be there in the end. But still, yeah, it it wasn't. There. He was the weak. He was the weakest character. I felt. Um, but yeah, and there are characters that come and go, and you know that's kind of what's good is that they haven't taken anyone off the table, kind of thing. It seems. Yeah, and there's a there's a whole wealth of Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah, there's one I hate called Bo Ro- Bo Ray Cho. I think that's how you pronounce his name, and he's a dot. I fucking hate that dude. He's so <laughs> bad. Um, so I'm hoping if he's in it that I get to see him die. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he'll be in it. I think yeah, and to be honest, like the, I, I said, the only thing is they they did try to push some kind of story into it. And to be honest, I mean, I guess I had the same kind of thing with Godzilla versus Kong. At the end of the day, I didn't give two shits about what the characters or what the story was. I just wanted to see them fight. In the I want to see fatalities played out in more yeah. of a live action setting. So the ones that they gave us were good. I'd say the next one just up that and don't worry so much about having to explain shit to the audience because yeah. whoever's coming to watch it knows what the fuck they knows what they're looking for. Everyone else would just be like, okay, I'm just expecting to see death and gore. Yeah. And, you know, they almost pulled that off. We don't need, we don't need too much for the characters, to be honest. Cause, you know, that was the worst parts of the film were when we had long, a few long sections where they tried to explain everything about the world of Mortal Kombat. And you were just there, like, yeah, I don't really give a shit. Just go and fight just, each other. Just, just, I just want to see Just kill each other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, it was that good. Was good. Yeah, it was yeah, nice it was to get to see a, a cinema quality kind of film recently. We've got a few of those recently. Yeah, and it's good that we're gonna actually get some more coming on the way. Yeah, finally in an actual cinema. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously, I've been playing Resident Evil Village this week. Okay. Oh, yeah. So sick, man. Is it good? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I. I mean, I. I probably say about halfway through, um, and I would say it's for me. I would uh, for of the main series of Resident Evils. I think it's it's definitely the best one since the fourth for me. It's yeah. more. It's it's definitely leans a bit more. <clears throat> towards some action um than the seventh one but i think it's just su- such a stronger game you know yeah from storyline wise um from from the characters that you fight even you know in the previous games uh, apart from kind of the main bosses in resident Evil 7 you fought these creatures which were just dog shit basically yeah whereas in this one at least you've got some more interesting ones and I've also been watching a series called Unforgotten. I've actually been watching something this time that's not <laughs> that's not like a comedy. Um, and it's about this murder which happened like forty years ago. Um, yeah. It's on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. It's about how how they're trying to find out who 
you know, who committed this murder by going through historical evidence and stuff like that. And it's really interesting, man. It sounds really, it does sound, the title alone sounds really, uh, really familiar, but I can't picture exactly what what TV show it is. I feel like if I saw one, even an image of an actor or something, I'm normally pretty good at being like, yeah, I know that one. It's got, um, <clears throat> he's, he's quite, He's. I think it's a BBC uh, drama. It's, he's quite a big, like, Asian actor. He was in, um, his name is Sanjeev, but he was also Sanjeev. Oh, okay, in, yeah, in I, the know which, I know before what it, Yeah, thought. I know the show now. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like an ITV. It might be ITV. ITV. Show, it, it looks like BBC, man. Um, yeah. But he's, I mean, he, he's he got some good acting chops. Like, yeah. I always remember him from San, the Kumar. Sanjeev Baskar? Yeah, Baskar, that's yeah. it. He's, re- he's really good now, the main character. And all of the acting's pretty up to bar, man. It's, it's a good watch. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, yeah. So uh, that's, a, that's a few things we've watched. I'm pretty sure there's a few things I've forgotten. Oh, yeah, I watched Reanimator, yeah, <sighs> awesome, which I man. hadn't seen before. I thought I'd seen it, and then I watched it. I was like, no, I think I've seen parts of this before, but I've never watched it all the way through. It's awesome. So that was cool. I got worried if you were. Very odd. You know, it's a very strange. It's very bizarre, but you can see why it's kind of a cult classic. The gore factor on it, the level, the, the yeah. special effects for such a well, it wasn't even a big budget. Like, Not a it, it was a low budget, like made film. Is yeah. Fantastic, and the 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 main um, Jeffrey Coons. Jeffrey Coons, um, yeah, he is Herbert just West creepy also. the whole time. I've He's got, got those proper like pedo lips. Yeah, <laughs> I've got um, I've got Bride of Reanimator. If you want to borrow it, it's yeah, so I'll have good. To give man. that a borrow. I, I do want to watch the sequel. Yeah, I haven't seen Beyond, but um, Bride's good. Um, yeah. And I, I watched Demons, which was um, <laughs> a Dario Argento film for the first time. I've been dipping my toes in. Giallo, Giallo, can't pronounce it. The Italian, co- Italian, Italian filming. But it didn't make sense. A lot of it didn't make sense to me until I read up on it. And then when I, and then Demons just made it click. So uh, there's a lot more I'm going to watch, man. But, yeah. Um, we will cover that eventually. Yeah, there's a lot more out there. We're going to have a bit more. <laughs> a bit more. I think we need to have a bit more out there kind of film that we're going to be discussing. Soon. Yeah. Um, well, should we jump into let's do Dawn of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Because we have, like we said, we've got Army of the Dead coming up, um, and Zack Snyder, he's a very, um, he's, he's, I think, I think he's quite a Marmite director. He definitely, you know? he definitely is. For he's those a... who don't know what Marmite is, it's uh, <laughs> what is it? It's like a yeah, Marmite, or I don't know. I was going <laughs> to say Vegemite. That's Australian, um, but this it, is weird. It, basically, you love it or you hate it. It's yeah. a food that you either people either love it or you hate it, and he is very much that. He is <clears throat> the best thing I can think of. I thought of this the other day, so. I watched Armageddon the other day. Yeah. Michael Bay. And very much, Zack Snyder is very much a Michael Bay, but he might have better sensibilities and taste than Michael Bay. Michael Bay is very much about the explosions yeah. and the shots and things like that. And yes, so like Armageddon, some people think it's absolute shit. Some people think it's like, I mean, that's just an enjoyable entertainment. I'm very much more on that side that it's an enjoyable, entertaining film, you know, that's got a good bit, some good actors in it. But some people are like, Michael Bay is just complete shit. Don't yeah. completely agree with that. But Zack Snyder to me is very much like a some people will see him as a Michael Bay. Some people will see him as much more of a, like an I wouldn't say auteur because auteur, I don't want to say Michael Bay is an auteur because <laughs> he has a very distinct style of his slow-mo, low angle, probably upskirt if I can get it. You know what I mean? There's definitely a side of Michael Bay that you're like, yeah, I don't know if that, but he's got that kind of Zack Snyder's got that kind of 
it's all visual. Yeah. But sometimes it feels a bit hollow. But it also feels at the same time like he's always trying for these big themes and these big like yeah. you know, these big if we talk about like say say his superhero films are very much like gods among men. And there was all these like Jesus and Bible and like yeah. almost verses thrown in there. Like he's trying to be he's trying to be more poetic than maybe he's you, able to be. I think you know when you when you're watching a Zack Snyder film. Yeah, I think. I mean, was this was Dawn of the Dead his first kind of big film? Uh, yes, yes, it was. Uh, it was his proper. He'd done uh, mainly um, like music videos and stuff like yeah. that. So he's one of those kind of directors that kind of made his way up. He'd been given quite a few like options of, you know, things to get involved in. Um, I know that he was so uh, he was offered quite a few films before he finally chose Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So I think he was being a bit picky with what he had. He was gonna direct um i don't know if you know swat it's like a colin Farrell, yeah, samuel jackson i never watched it but i remember seeing the seeing the trailers from yeah it, the day. It, it was like a pg-13 like kind of a who's the cop who's the who's the bad guy hidden behind all these other cops kind of thing um and apparently he originally he was originally going to direct that instead of dawn of the dead until they decided that dawn of the uh that swat was going to be a pg-13 not an r-rated yeah. he was very much like no. Well, I can't make the film. He said, I, "I can't make the film if it's that." Yeah. I, I can. I'm. I'm very much in the sensibility that I make, and he does. He very much. If he he leans towards the more graphic. Yeah, he does. Not he, just in this film in general. If he can make yeah. it bloody and R-rated gore, well, then the, he'll go for it. Well, the film that kind of because obviously I remember watching Dawn of the Dead when it first came out, but and you could see that he was you know because there are the whole slow mo things and the yeah the 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 realism that he kind of shoots for in his in his action and stuff. You can see that in Dawn of the Dead, but I didn't think it was until 300 that he really kind of found his footing. Yeah, know? no. And obviously, wasn't 300 is a kind of adaption of a graphic novel or something like that, isn't it? It was, yeah. So um, 300 was an adaption of a novel. Um, well, he's done he's done a, a fair few like adaptations, hasn't he? So, although, um, so yeah, 300 was an adaption of a graphic novel as well as what followed it up. Watchmen. Yeah. Both of which have been stated very much to be basically he took the comic book and he took he basically filmed it shot for shot from what was in the comic yeah. book. For better or worse. A lot of people a lot of people that's what they ask for in these kind of films. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people who are like, no, there's no point in just making us what we've read. What's the otherwise we'll just look back at the graphic novel. We want something that goes beyond it or yeah. that adds a, a reason for it to exist. Um, which is very much why he is. I'd say though films like that is why he's became such a Marmite director because it's either like yeah. you want to see basically the comic book brought to life because let's be honest, most of his films so far have been mainly comic book adaptations or graphic novel adaptations. Yeah, um, you ever want to see it brought to life, or you want to see something that kind of alters and changes it? And anyone who likes to just straight off the page probably likes what he does. Anyone who wants something a bit different or like not. To be a bit more surprised by what's kind of coming, then they probably don't want Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not a overly kind of verse in the in the whole comics thing. Yeah, I no. mean, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I am. Like, I don't get me wrong. I, I obviously I know the big superheroes and I know <clears throat> stuff like that, but I don't read, I don't read graphic novels and I don't do stuff like that. So yeah. when I watch his films, because <clears throat> I, I remember seeing. Um, I didn't see uh, Man of Steel because it was just of no interest to me. But I saw Batman versus Superman, and mainly because of the, you know, the 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 decision 
to cast Ben Affleck as yeah. Batman, which naturally drew me in because I was thinking, obviously I've watched the the Christopher Nolan ones and I've seen Christian Bale as Batman and I was thinking, Ben Affleck, how I was going to do it. And I always had this joke at the time that he was going to make Bruce Wayne from the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> he was just going to make him like a Boston boy because yeah. uh, that's my, my experience of Ben Affleck is basically from Matt Damon films, you know, where yeah. he always plays his best friend or something like that. <laughs> so I don't really have much of it, but I was actually, you know, I will admit I was wrong. I was pleasantly surprised with Ben Affleck's version of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember watching the film and thinking it kind of, it, it looked great. And I, you know, I think, you know, visually, he he is a stunning director. I'll I'll give my hat off to that. But I just felt like the storyline was hollow, and a lot of it for me felt quite bloated. Yeah, a lot of his film, you know that. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot with his. So, um, so this definitely comes into the uh, Zack Snyder con is that I don't think he knows when to quit. He, he will stuff as much as he can possibly think of into a film and he will see if he can just keep on pushing it. So like Batman vs Superman, the, the 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 one we saw in cinemas was about two hour, two and a half hours long. Yeah. Then there was an actually like a director's version that was released on a DVD that was like three hours and some, like just over three hours long. So his vision for the film was like three hours. And then obviously we've just had the, justice league one that was like four hours yeah you know what i mean it, it and it's like like okay if you watch the longer versions you can see how where his ideas were going but the problem is when you're the vision was the the cinema version the theoretical cut it's kind of like well that's the one that you like was presented to the world and it's just full of these like loose ends and things like that which don't really go anywhere in your version that you released in the cinema and it's just those kind of ideas that he just like he like throws things in there, but they don't seem to always stick, and they don't seem to have any point sometimes. But it, and this is where I wonder because Dawn of the Dead, you know, we've um, it, it's a, it does it does, it's a it's a quite a tight film. I feel yeah, it's not the, overly long. Yeah, this is what I mean. This is this is this is the Zack Snyder where I'm looking at it and going like I, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily, although I can see it's Zack Snyder, this film doesn't feel like, and a lot of people say that this is still Zack Snyder's best film. Really? Yeah, I still see loads of people online saying Dawn of the Dead is still his best film. Yeah. I think because it is held back and because it's tight and it's edited, like, I'd say this is the only one of his films I've watched where it feels perfectly tight, edited, and ends when it should have ended kind of thing. Yeah, well, It I doesn't mean... feel like it overstretches, it doesn't stay behind, and it doesn't... Yeah. That that's kind of what I get with like this film. I mean, the I think the the film to talk about Dawn of the Dead. I mean, it does it starts very strong. I know we're not gonna we are gonna save the actual film in scene by scene kind of breakdown for maybe when we cover remake versus original. Um, yeah, we but, might we might do the remake versus original, yeah. or we might do the originals like the original trilogy kind of thing. Yeah, one but, or the other. But you know we'll. The, we will talk about some of the Dawn of the Dead because, like we said, we're looking forward to Army of the Dead. Yeah, and this kind of he's going. This is he's this is uh, Zack Snyder going back to horror. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see where he goes with this because yeah. I can't imagine he said that with Army of the Dead, he's this is the most freedom he's been given for a film, and we know the film is clocking in at about two and a half hours from what I've heard and what I've seen online. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how 
how he gets on going back to the zombie genre because it is a bit and it, it i imagine he's probably gonna have a bigger budget than he had for this oh definitely he's got a, i believe this was 26 million yeah budget and i believe it made it um so we we're double checking that yeah 26 yeah. million i was gonna say and i be, uh, i believe opening weekend in america this film actually basically made its budget back. Nice, tasty. So, like, uh, it was it was a big hit, and it gave him more freedom to make what he wanted to make. So it's it's definitely interesting. Whereas, um, yeah, you have look there, ninety million. We've <laughs> that, got for army there. That's a big. That's booster. a big jump up, isn't it? You know. So we know he's got the freedom to make the film that he wants to make. We know that I know that Netflix kind of basically got in contact with him and said, "Right, what you got." What you want to make, basically, and this, and we know that Army of the Dead upcoming was like that's been he wrote this around the time of Dawn of the Dead. Really? Yeah, it's been. He said what well, he said it in an interview the other day. It's been sat on a shelf for years. It didn't like he got went off and other projects. He didn't have time to get it made. Um, and also, no one wanted to make when he did bring it up. No one wanted to make this big budget zombie film of that level kind of thing. Well, I mean, it's it's big budget zombie film. Which you don't get much these days. I mean, not not to kind of a ninety million budget, you know. No, I think the only like, if we're talking of a big budget zombie, the one we've had is World War Z. Yeah, that's that was the biggest budget like thing. Um, apart from that, they normally are much more smaller films. More yeah, concentrate. I'm trying to think of what is a big like zombie, like what is a big budget kind of zombie <laughs> Yeah, film. I can't think of any. Not I'm since, not really thinking not since of, World yeah. War Z. Yeah, not since that. Not, not to the level of, you know, a 90 And that was, uh, yeah. Like that. And that was, that was like a, that was like a 12A PG-13 zombie film. So, yeah. um, an enjoyable one, but I think that film also probably scared people off of big budget zombie because that film like ballooned in like price tag and everything like that. It just went off the rails kind of Yeah. Thing. So, it, it's interesting that we're back here with him and he's got a film that he's like thought about for a long time and he's he wrote the script a long time ago i'm sure it was has been adapted but it definitely looks like a very different kind of zombie film in a way i think than dawn of the dead it doesn't look exactly like from what you may have seen of it kind of thing it definitely looks a bit more out there a bit more if we're talking about say well i guess the original dawn of the dead to maybe george a romero's land of the dead when yeah the creatures are star getting much more like yeah I've heard aware this, and thing I, this I, idea I, of alpha zombies or something yeah because like I, I haven't actually you know if you know me you know me <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't watch uh trailers for films anymore no i don't watch trailers for films i look at i mean i look at posters and stuff like that but i won't actually watch trailers because i find it gives too much away every now and then i'll find you know i might watch like a small trailer or something like that but mainly from what i hear is online and i've heard this idea of kind of alpha zombies and stuff yeah. like that so they're much more they're aware and they're almost like packs it's almost a bit like mad max kind of those kind of road warriors kind of it like yeah. the, those kind of mixed in with standards kind of his maybe Dawn of the Dead style running zombies. Yeah, because Dawn well, of the Dead. <laughs> well, that was an interesting choice, I think, because obviously, uh, until kind of uh, twenty eight days later, you had the, the slow walking zombies. Yeah, and I think it was quite. I think it seemed to modernize the film having them run. I, you know, I'm not sure what it, it is, but it just it just seems to make it feel like it's a more a lot more of a modern film, Dawn of the Dead. Even when we watched it, you know, a couple of weeks ago. 
it didn't it didn't feel particularly dated no it, it didn't it, they the zombies the way they move the special effects it all feels very in like it, it it's fast paced it's cut quick you like you don't always get that kind of anticipation and it's nice um it is a nice change up and we're, we're going to discuss like both of them obviously but we both said that we couldn't really remember the original that that no, well. not overly well. It's we know that time. the original that they're they're much more like slow walking, just kind of walking around yeah. the place. Whereas these zombies are much more they're fast, they're quick, but they also seem to be a lot more aware. We were talking as the film went on that they it almost seems like as if they can track humans, like they can like they almost seem to be sensing humans. Yeah. Because a lot of the things were like when they throw out like bombs and flares, they don't get distracted. Like other films, they, yeah, they did get distracted by like bombs and flares and stuff. You normally see them like chase them off. Like if we're I'm thinking of the 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 game we play, the, yeah. the zombie army. For, yeah, uh, four. Like if you like, if we set off a trap or something, like that, all the zombies start going Stop towards it. The lights and things like that. Um, yeah, and in this one, um, they don't dog as well. Yeah, they, they don't, don't seem, they give a fuck. But the, the second dog, they the second the humans anywhere nearby, boom, they're like onto it, which I thought was quite a nice little like twist. That it's it's not anything. It literally is as if they just want. They want brains. <laughs> yeah, basically. They want that. <laughs> they want those bodies. And I think well, another thing that kind of plays into Zack Snyder's strength is I think when it comes to the casting of his films, hmm. I think he, I mean, for the most part, I think he, you, you could argue about Gal Gadot, I guess. Um, I mean, I think she's really hot, but whether she's a great actor or that, you know, that that's kind of, you could argue that. But if you look at the, you know, if you look at the Dawn of the Dead remake, you've got uh, Sarah Polly in it. You've got Ving Rhames, who's Ving always Rames. the man, um, <laughs> kind of Jake Weber. And then you've got, you've got these other kind of, other oh, small Pfeiffer, actors. Yeah. yeah. Mickey Pfeiffer, um, Ty Burrell, who I couldn't remember his name at all. And for the whole, we spent yeah. the whole film just calling him, um, Phil Dunphy didn't like. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and you so you, you you have these kind of decent actors in it. They're all kind of they were all kind of like T V level uh like stars, but they all bring like that none of them are like a weak kind of thing. This no. isn't like really shitty like teen drama kind of actors. They all kind of bring something yeah. to the table that kind of works well. But then even he, if he you, is good with his if casting. You, if you look at his few you know, if you look at the other films he did, um so three hundred, obviously Gerard Butler was great in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he made Gerard Butler. <laughs> he made Gerard Butler, and yeah. then um, Henry Henry Cavill as Superman. I think is just such such good casting. Yeah. You know? And even and, yeah, as you said before about Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was actually, I think, quite an inspired choice. It's too bad we didn't get to see. Basically, more. we don't get to see more of him because, yeah. to me, the second I saw him as that, like, same with Henry Cavill. Well, the second we saw them like suited up like that, it's just like, oh shit. These guys totally like Ben Affleck. I just never thought before that shit. This dude not just looks like Batman. He looks like the Bruce Wayne from like the classic animations and stuff like that. The classic comics. I was like, is that Damn. jawline, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> that that giant jawline. jawline yeah. man. So yeah, I definitely um, his choices have his choices of actors and yeah, even for even for Justice League. Now mine wouldn't have been Gal Gadot. Mine's more the the Ezra Miller as the Flash. I'm not sure as keen on that one. But I thought he was okay. He was he, he, he was okay. I'm just not sure if he's strong enough to lead a franchise by himself. Oh no! But then I, you know, my my whole. But thing, then I don't think anyone yeah. trusts that because I don't know if you know about recent like things no. like that. But the Flash is 
Ben Affleck is going to be in the new Flash film and Michael Keaton's coming back as the yeah, Batman. That. So it, it kind of sounds like, and he's going to be this whole like changes time kind of thing, Flashpoint, which is why he's known in the cards. And anyway, that is basically just, um, that is basically just sounds kind of like, okay, so you needed to bring in big actors to kind of put around him because he's not, <laughs> Maybe. he's not, <laughs> he's not quite, I don't know if he's quite strong, but anyway, the point is that he is, I think he's good with casting. Yeah. I think he, he knows a strong actor and he seems to have a, one thing he does seem to have, he seems to have a very strong vision. So even if the vision doesn't quite work out, all the actors that I've heard working with him said he could clearly tell you everything. Like he yeah. storyboards every little scene apparently everything has like some some will obviously storyboard it but they won't do like certain parts they won't do like but he's literally normally comes in with right this is what it's going to be and he lays out the storyboards and this is how you'll and like yeah. and this is what it'll be in like two films time from well, now think, and this like, is what it'll yeah. be yeah, like know. we said he's he's clearly a very visual director yeah and the storyboarding is obviously you know it's an extension of that and i think i mean do you know what he's like with the actors is he good because I know it was who was it who replaced him? Josh Whedon. Oh, we Justice know, yeah, League was apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole like yeah, that he's there's a big thing about that. Like he was yeah. basically just trashing on everyone yeah. and power trip. Yeah, because I've never heard anything like. Which is that weird because I've never heard anything about Josh Whedon before. Like he did two Avengers films and no one on that said anything and about Buffy. It. For them, you know, all apparently. They, oh, Buffy! Yeah. Apparently they have come out now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, but. Um, but yeah, so no, I've heard, I've only heard great things that he kind of, he very much likes the actors to kind of make their own way. He's not like, you have to be my way. What way do you envision the characters? And I think I can kind of see that in some of the portrayals they've kind of got with these yeah. characters for better or worse is that they've kind of had a very much big part of what character they want to become kind of thing. What do they want to happen? Um, so yeah, dawn, the, the dawn of the dead. Um I think with um, this this film, it's it's hard for us to kind of discuss um, this as solely his vision because he's like on most of his films he's had some kind of part as like a writer or something yeah. like that. This is one where he's not the writer. James Gunn is the writer, which surprised us, didn't it? Yeah, we, we were both there like, oh damn, James Gunn. Yeah, um, because. Um, James Gunn is a very good writer. Yeah, he's a very I mean, good he's writer. a very good director as well, but he's a very good writer. Um, he, like not just out, outside of his like superhero films, he's made a whole bunch of great even horror films yeah. like Sliver, and um, I can't, I'm I'm blanking on the one we watched one not long ago that was written we by did, James Gunn, didn't which we? was um, which had um, people like uh, John C. McGinley in it when they were all trapped inside of a tower. Uh, they were all trapped inside of a tower and it went off and I really enjoyed it. Oh, fuck. What was it called? Uh, and I'm really blanking on what it's called, but he he wrote that film. Um... I'm, cheaping, I'm cheating with Wikipedia. He, <laughs> he also wrote the Scooby-Doo films, which, as you remember, I absolutely love. Oh, the yeah. Belko well, Experiment. I, the Belko Experiment. Yes. I really enjoyed that film. I remember it kind of setting up a thing and I remember it being, people were saying it was like a purge knockoff, whereas I actually thought it had more interesting ideas and thoughts. I mean, I don't think it was purge. a particularly overly original film but i thought no, it, it was, was a good film yeah you know? it worked well i thought the actors were, and again there were a lot of good actors in there um oh i actually know for that the um with dawn of the dead um that although james gunn gets sole credit he actually didn't write all of it okay. he gets credit because he wrote the majority of yeah. it um, but he actually left the film before they were finished with it and yeah. i believe zach steiner did actually come in and okay. do some changes to it 
because uh, James Gunn had to leave to do, write a different project, which was Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> well, which again, you know, he's right, he's leaving one, he's left one good film in a good place, and goes off to make a classic. You yeah, know? <laughs> what, you, what, who would it take? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, the biggest thing I'm sad about with James Gunn is that he's not pushing to make Scooby Doo Three with <laughs> the don't. original cast. We don't have a Scooby Doo franchise. Yeah, actually. I know. Where's that? Where's that universe <laughs> of films? Yeah. But, I mean, and that is the one bugbear for me is that I, you know, I feel that Zack Snyder isn't an overly strong writer. I think as a director, I think he's, you know, I think his visual work is amazing. Yeah. But as a, from what, you know, from the films I've seen of him, I think with 300, it was a relative, you know, it was a relatively straightforward plot. Yeah. Um, Watchmen, from my understanding, is I don't think. Because the you know the majority of the story was was played out. Watchmen is apparently it's quite a thick graphic novel, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. So he is it's a, the one he made is a long film, and as I said, it was basically apart from the ending is the only part of it they changed. Yeah. Um, the ending of Watchmen has like this giant squid that kind of destroys the whole of the Manhattan or wherever that is that they're whatever city they're in. It kind of destroys it oh, all, and, and they were like, right, that's going to blow our budget completely, and also like audience are going to be like what the fuck's going on yeah it was a you know it was a it, in the uh in the original comic um by by um oh, something more uh, blanking on his name um anyway in the original comic that was some kind of talk on you know socialism and like uh, communism and all that kind of thing but yeah in this version it kind of twists the ending so that's the only bit they change and that's the part that people hate but apart from that the film is a like 300 is a basic there's yeah. a scene there's my storyboard let's put that on screen there's the next scene there's it is yeah and it's that. It's just from there to there. The visual style with 300 obviously made him stand out because he was like, we're going to do this on like green screen. Yeah. And I know that the people at the time thought that's fucking mad. How can you make a whole film basically? Like none of it's on set. They're like, where are you going to film? You're going to film in Greece. You're going to film in Athens. You know, all those kind of things. And it was like, no, I'm going to do this all on green screen. <laughs> it's just okay. everything's going to be green screen. So that's, that's got that know. weird. But I know yeah. it has like a weird. It's got that weird hazy thing, which is yeah. apparent even in like you have that weird kind of visual style in the comic, in the graphic novel. Yeah. So it kind of comes onto screen. But that's what I mean. So his stronger work that people have said for is kind of, again, it's kind of hard to say it's his strongest work when majority of it is ripped off. From the like, not ripped off, but is it adapted? Taken, adapted adapted yeah. directly without yeah, much is a harsh word. <laughs> yeah, ripped off, not right. But, Sorry, is that you know taken straight? If you take it straight from the source and literally put what exactly what was there on the screen, yeah. Although it's great filmmaking to bring that to life, and we saw that in things like Batman and Superman, where we had shots with like Batman where he swings in with lightning in the background and like that, and you're just like, that is a fucking amazing shot. But that is literally a, a shot from the comic that you put onto the screen. It's a great bit to be able to do that, but it's not in terms of story. Can we really give that to him, like 300 and Watchmen, when it is basically a ripoff of and adaption? And the same with <laughs> adaption, sorry. Yes. <laughs> and the same with Dawn of the Dead. It is a case of has he, you know. Can we say what make like? Can we say what makes some of this good? Definitely down to Zack Snyder, one hundred percent. He makes the visual style. He he obviously makes it look good in terms of choreography, in terms of how the zombies kind of move and all yeah. that. But at the same time, we've also got to share credit with James Gunn that he came up with an idea that 
is one thing that's different about this dawn of, uh, of this remake because yeah. this was a time wrapped with you know texas chainsaw massacre well and... i think it wasn't texas chainsaw was that a year before yeah 2003 yeah and that was michael bay you know and all these good like the hills have eyes we had all of these kind yeah. of yeah michael bay got involved with tons of these he did and um loving it. but dawn of the dead is one of the few where the film is not actually really a remake of the original film. It has no. the same setting, but the story is kind of completely different. Yeah, the zombies are completely like are completely different. The characters are not the same characters that were in the original. So although it uses it and it uses a cool the cool setting, the original film. I I know the original film. Some of it takes places in like a TV station, and then they yeah. travel across to a mall. And it's been so long since I said, and that's not what this episode's about. But yeah, the Okay, that that's cool that it's a completely different. So I think part of the reason it was well received as well is because it was a remake that felt like it had a purpose. Well, that's it. I mean, you, if, I'm trying. It's it's very much like you said. You know, apart from the whole going into the shopping mall, it's and zombies. It, it is its own kind of film. I mean, yeah. the, it, even from the opening. I mean, the opening of Dawn of the Dead, from what I remember, is is kind of a shootout. Um, in some kind of like crack den or something like that. I can't, it's been probably about 15 <laughs> years since I last saw it. Yeah. Um, late, late. I don't night, know why it's been so long since I've seen Dawn me. of the Dead. I just can't I've, find I've it seen anywhere. Night of the Living Dead like a million times. But, um, and I've, I said I've only seen Dawn of the Dead a few times, but uh, no, sorry, Day of the Dead. But Dawn of the Dead, I feel like I've barely ever seen that original film, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it maybe once or twice. Yeah. And then, and that was many years ago. I yeah. can't really remember it. But, <laughs> but yeah, but they open up differently, and that's you know I think the I opening mean, for this film is is great. I think there's there's quite a bit of foreboding in there with you know the bites, um, and then the neighbor's kid saying she got bit or she was you know the neighbor's kid out there on yeah, the fucking on the on this yeah. in the roller skates, and then I so I think you know you get this you you get the forebodingness, and then the the tension really does ramp up, and I think it's because you know you get. This idea of like, I think what I will give Seth Snyder is he he does try and push things a little bit, you know. Yeah. The idea of a zombie kid isn't you know isn't something which is particularly comfortable with people. I don't think mm. we kind of have this unwritten rule within films that children are off bands, you yeah. know, and you can't show a zombie kid or you can't do this. Whereas I think Zack Snyder in the opening of the film with the the little girl from next door having a kind of lips ripped off and. And attacking the husband, you know, it 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 ramps up quite easily. Yeah, no, know? I think yeah, as a, as an opening to the film, it is it is fast paced. We get like that. Yeah, we get that kind of idea. We get a little bit idea of some people in there, like of the main character, the main character, Sarah Polly's character. Um, there Come, uh, with any I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't Anna, quite Anna. remember Anna. Um, but yeah, we get a lot of. We get a better build up, but then yeah, it is straight into that. She's getting chased through, having to beat her way out, smash her way out of the way. You know, you see the people. Yeah. I just I love the, all the surrounding shots where it's got all of the things like getting destroyed and crap, um, like cars smashing into the people. Yeah. The people are the, the zombie tit chase her husband chasing yeah. down the street and then, and then just straight diverting, out, yeah. divert into the guy that's on the lawn kind of thing. As and that is I think, down. Yeah, I think and it's it's this idea that like this isn't just happening to the to the central protagonist you know this is kind of fucking up everywhere yeah um and it does i think it 
because we were talking about how the running zombies are is is kind of a modernization of the film it makes it feel very modern but yeah. it, it also it take it ramps the it, ramp, it ramps the action up i would say this film has got it's a lot more action heavy i think there's whilst it is a horror film it's more action heavy than i would say yeah. particularly tense or scary you know? I, I, yeah i know for a fact that this one is much more of body count everything like that is much higher than even without saying i know the original i know the original only really has four main characters yeah this has not i'm not saying main but we do get a fair of a lot of characters that are hanging around yeah. that mob. we get a little bit of like everyone in little different ways and we get a lot of nice sequences of all of these like as they come together inside of the mall which yeah. kind of just happens like Kind of, not, they kind of just run into each other, kind of yeah. thing as they're trying to escape. And the mall seems like the most obvious place to go. Um, and then obviously we get the guys inside of the mall, yeah. who are, like the security guards who are di- like the dicks at first. But again, we get a bit of character arc with some of them. And that is one good thing, you know. I think in, because you get the a lot of the characters do get a character arc, and I think within. I think Zack Snyder's quite good at writing his characters. I mean, even if he doesn't do the writing, I think he's good at giving, you know, allocating time to characters and giving them shots and stuff yeah. like that. They I mean, definitely don't feel like character development just goes out the window with their no. characters. They are. I mean, there's a couple kind of later in the film where people get introduced and we were like, okay, yeah, these are these people are basically just for the body count. You yeah. Know? Phil Dumphy's character. Um, <laughs> Mr. Dumphy. He, yeah. He's, Some characters, yes, stay very one note, but. I think on the on the fair play of that is that by that point we're adding about like we add, our numbers are now up to about twelve or so. Yeah, you know what I mean. We get quite a few, but of those main original group that kind of meet up, you know, we do get a fair idea of what they're like and who the characters are. And the other nice thing is that although we're saying that this is quite high paced, yes, there are lots of there are lots of scenes where they're they're you know legging it through the mall to try and escape or escaping out the front or they're going down into the into the the parking lot of things like that to try and gather supplies and things like that all very tense and cool like kind of scenes but there is quite a lot of scenes of them just in the mall just how they progress over that i think it's about a month yeah well we said that we were a little bit unsure of the time yeah, frame, figure out the time but frame. i think it is about a month um that they kind of decide to go through these things and um you get lots of even if some of it's cut and scenes i mean especially like ving rames character his relationship with the the guy on each side of the yeah the andy roof. yeah andy on the yeah andy on the other side of the room and that's a character who we don't you know who i mean i find i found him quite an endearing character and he does you don't hear his voice until no, you, do, you don't hear it until the end of his character until he's gone <laughs> basically yeah, until basically. he's about to die you hear don't hear his voice but it's quite a nice little thing that you keep coming back to that kind of moment and you get to see you get to see kind of characters progression which i guess you don't always get to see in these kind of films. It no. is very much a, you know, it's a, you know, who's getting off, who's, Particularly who's zombie getting off films. next. Yeah, yeah zombie is, films are kind of notorious for trying think, to have a high you know, I think down. something like 28 Day, that, that, they're kind of a, a, an exception because they're very character-driven kind yeah. of films. But quite often, if we're talking about our standard run-of-the-mill kind of zombie films, you know, they they are very character But then I guess it's the mould of George A. Romero's because his were quite character-driven. You know, yeah, they Night were. of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. As I said, not actually many characters necessarily. No, you get to know. And we get to see them inside of that thing. So it is very much built on that original kind of framework of like, I feel like the zombies are the background thing, but the humans are the 
And it'll be interesting to see how he carries that forward to to Army of the Dead, because I know we've got, obviously, uh, Mr. Dave Batista kind of headlining it. But, I mean, if we're looking at the the cast here, it's, I mean, there's quite a few people in it so far. It it looks like they've got rid of Chris Dealey or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he was, uh, uh, he was called out for yeah for being for, for being an for touching, or, uh, yeah, yeah molesting um, so yeah but he was replaced digitally really yeah okay because Tig uh, is there Tig Natara who's a comedian and was hired to replace oh. his character and reshot his seniors in green screen and body doubles so they reshot oh, they shit. completely replaced his character I didn't know that because I remember I I think it came out around the same time as Army of the Dead was announced maybe. I'm sure because I, I think, saw a yeah, poster. It, it that wasn't. Chris it wasn't Studio. too long after it was like officially, or we saw the first promotional stuff for the yeah. film. That that yeah. So I saw Chris. There Olsen. was there was I believe there was I, whether it, it was promotional shots of him in it in this yeah. thing, and yeah, he has been replaced with that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. A lot of people. Like, a lot of people like to see it like thing, but I know the comedian. She's quite a. She's quite a. Um, although he's quite a, like a high energy kind of wire like she's kind of the opposite she's very like almost british kind of like, yeah not british but she's american but she's Bit got this like very dry like sarcastic kind of dry kind of humor yeah um and i do know of some of, of some of the review views i read her character was pinpointed some people say saying that she looks badass but she just doesn't fit the film at all <laughs> yeah so it'll be that, that is an interesting film, but um yeah, there's there's quite a cast list here yeah. for Army of the Dead, and I I'm just a bit I'm that I guess this is what going thinking like forward of what I'm I, I'm worried that so talking of Zack Snyder I'm worried that this over the top kind of nature that he kind of brings to his film like n- not like visually fantastic but if we're talking about him like as a writer like he he is pretty much the writer on this film. So yeah, he, this is my this is kind of my worry. If he's been let all hot, all you know, all bars go that he's been let free, um, that it's just going to be throw every idea we can at the wall and see what sticks kind of ideas, like or max like two and a half hours for a zombie film. It's quite long. long. I mean, when we watch this, and it's I think this time is about an hour and fifty minutes. Yeah, um, and it's you know it's it basically it it wraps up nicely. Um, you are there pretty much for the entire credits of this film, actually. We yeah. pretty much sat there while watching the whole, you know, get down with the sickness. Yeah. But we played the videos there. Um, it was weirdly quite nice to actually see that the whole film kind of play out. Like, you were literally right there to the end credits, but there's stuff actually on the screen the entire time. Yeah. You know, shots and things like that, and the the credits, the way that they have the blood moving around the thing, yeah. which, I, I, again, I read that that was actually the shots were created with real blood onto cells to create that kind of blood. You know, yeah. when the blood kind of blows off like air, almost like a hair dryer, like blowing blood around the, yeah. the credits, but apparently that was that. But um, but yeah, but that's what I mean. This, this, this Dawn of the Dead, to me, feels fairly tight. It does what it needs to. We get yeah. nice character moments. We get a good level of gore and death, and I think it's paced quite well. Yeah, you know, because we do, we get, we get, um, you get the, you know, you get the kind of the establishing, you know, minute or two, and but then once we see the first zombie, which is obviously the little girl, that it, it racks up quite a lot, doesn't it? You know, yeah. and we have we have the kind of chaos that's going on as as Anna is trying to is trying to escape, and then you know her car gets hit and. 
and then you get you know so you have i think it has it's quite paced quite mostly and the action that we do get is yeah. quite is quite full-on and i think that that's one thing i find about um i do like about Zack snyder is that quite often when you get these very visual directors i find that the action can be quite not as good so i my main example for this is christopher nolan yeah. i often find that he's a he's a really good visual director but i often find that his 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 action sequences are quite but you know they yeah. feel they fall you know i know, quite below I, yeah, I know what you mean. yeah i think there is a, a bit it's like um zach snyder definitely knows how to create those images whereas christopher nolan i think that's one of, that's one of the only things they pick out say about the dark knight trilogy you know not Dark Knight Rises included necessarily because that one's a bit more mixed bag, but um, they do say with it is that it's you know great character, great story, action yeah. is not the best action we've seen of these characters. It's not awful, I mean? but it's 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 a bit lackluster. Whereas I think Zach, you know, if, even looking at Dawn of the Dead, because you know it's Zach Snyder's going back to his horror roots, maybe, and he's going back to the zombie format. Yeah. Um, I think the action in this is good. You know, you have scenes where the zombies are kind of surrounding them all. You have scenes where the the truck is coming in and dropping the new people off. You know, you have um, you have when they are in the bot when the power goes out. You know, yeah, and they have to go and restart the breaker, or they have to put fuel in the generator, or whatever it yeah. is. And you have that action that, part. That seems, that's a good. And that's a really good. I well really done part. like the the lights around them. They can't quite see. The, you know they're, they're surrounded kind of by darkness and then the zombies are hitting the cages as they start to come through and they just see them climbing and that's it like when they drop off the truck and they they go out quickly to shoot and the zombies start getting closer and closer yeah. like shit like you're like oh someone's gonna get caught out here obviously like they're stuck and it doesn't always play exactly the way you think it's gonna play either like no. it looks like in a lot of them they'd be like this is a scene to off someone but he actually saves a fair amount of the deaths a fair amount of the deaths actually end up occurring either from a just chance bite or inside of the actual like we yeah. have a scene when they kill each other right? the, yeah know, later on um with the the little baby which yeah. is a, like you said about the little girl but the baby was very like oh it's a it's a baby zombie kind of thing and you see it like his hands claws coming out of the okay. you see it's like claws it's, it is his hand it's still basically but it's like claws. holding it like against the, the mother's stomach and you see like stretching out yeah it's like you know and it's thing. a very, it's just unsettling isn't it and i think he has a I mean, to talk a bit about Resident Evil again, <laughs> but, you know, the traditional kind of zombies and the early games of Resident Evil had this kind of sense of dread and foreboding going through it. Yeah. Whereas almost like the later, you know, Resident Evils, the Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, it's just that it's so relentless. And it's that if you found yourself in that situation, yeah. just the sheer panic, you know, it's like so, it's like, it's just constant and you know that these zombies i mean zombies as a general you know they don't get tired and they don't care and they you know they can't be reasoned with they're like terminators in that yeah. way but they you know the slow shuffling ones aren't you know you if you saw one or two of them you you could probably deal with that being honest yeah. but these zombies it's just the speed as well you know and, and it's yeah, just the they're unrelentingness just, they're just surrounded and completely and, and as you start to look as the other thing is that although almost inside the mall at times starts to be a bit like this eye of the storm yeah. it's like calm 
they're all kind of calm and they seem to be getting away. And you're like, that's nice. As as outside, as everyone's alive, we'll cut to outside where we see the crowd growing bigger, bigger, and, bigger. and bigger. And you're like, well, some of you were fucked just by like a couple of these guys. <laughs> now you're literally... <clears throat> now you're literally surrounded by these guys. Um, it's like, where are you? Where where are you like planning yeah. to go? And they're talking about going places and you're just kind of there like, well, they seem to be they seem to be fairly held up and the zombies haven't got in by this stage kind of thing and it's like yeah you don't seem that bad kind of thing and that's the interesting thing the zombies never really do fully get in inside it is more the fact that they decide to no, leave they, they do they get um because they, they have to run down to the basement don't they well they yeah they get like down to those parts but they never get into the key areas like obviously they're up the lifts and things like that yeah um, well, uh, yeah so I think towards the end maybe they start to break through like that kind of thing as they start to do things but it does feel more like you could have easily had it where they start to just invade properly like break through and smash through and get their way up like somehow get their way up kind of thing yeah but it doesn't play out like that it's almost like the humans decisions is what causes yeah the change in this it, so it definitely feels like a character let like it still sticks to that character led yeah. kind of zombie kind of film where a lot of the decisions they make is sometimes the characters putting themselves in stupid decisions but it doesn't feel like it's like oh that's another dumb decision kind of on their part the only one that is that, that is definitely dumb is the one who goes after the dog yeah fuck that because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were just like yeah that whole time and i didn't really give it i was actually more bothered that the dog was gonna die than her <laughs> i was like fuck it like yeah like, fuck, i i don't want just don't want the dog to die you can you could die you're you're the dumbass he goes he went after, after the dog when the dog was not getting noticed at all by the zombies so therefore they did some for whatever reasons the zombies seem to have no interest yeah. in other animals or creatures except humans which is interesting because obviously in army of the dead i know that there's like a zombie tiger which looks badass but and here's something that i will be interested in seeing is that in in regular you know outside of the horror genre if you're looking at you know superhero films and i would i would honestly say you know a majority of potential potential majority of action films is that this whilst we have a lot of this you know whilst we have a lot of action on screen you know, if you look at superhero films particularly, and this is always a bugbear of mine, you kind of, you can kind of know what's going to happen. You know, you know that they've got to fight. Like even yeah. Batman versus Superman. Well, I bet, I bet, yeah. <laughs> but I, but you know that they've got to fight and they've got to team up and fight. They're going to have to get someone else. Yeah. And say, you know, same with another film that's recently come out. Um, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody if they haven't. <laughs> We've already spoken about it. Um, and whereas i find that horror films often have the stakes are higher so in this film for instance we have um you know we have a good list of characters but any uh, any of them could die yeah and it, it never most feels of them do like die. it never yeah. feels like you're safe we do get i mean there is the whole with horror films like you still get it in certain horror films where yeah you're like all these characters are here but i still like it just feels like this character is going to come out, and yes, sometimes that ends up being the twist. You know the, yeah. the, that that main character is the one that dies, and other people actually end up surviving. But like um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis ain't gonna die. Yeah, that kind <laughs> of thing. You know, there are certain there are certain horror films where you're like, yeah, the, the, this character is going to come through fine. And even uh, you know, and even say uh, like 20, 28 days later or something like that. Don't know why, but Cillian Murphy character just though he's constantly in like peril and things yeah. like. He kind of still feels like this is the main character. It feels like we're going to get some kind of 
it's either going two ways. It's either this or he does some kind of heroic sacrifice at the end. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. He either survives or heroic sacrifice. He's not just going to be torn apart suddenly. Yeah. Which, yes, uh, uh, the the sequel to that actually can, goes against that. But Exactly. Um, but I think... The, but the, the... Yeah, the stakes... But with this there. one, it is a case of, yes, you, you don't necessarily think that anyone... I think because no one is necessarily that standout, like, Although yes, Anna, uh, Sarah Polizana is a very much our uh, like like main she's the person. Yeah, she is the protagonist. I don't think we necessarily get a whole oh yeah, you're one hundred percent gonna live kind of thing because everyone's kind of starts to get on a kind of a same par. You get all of these characters together, so you start to think oh yes, okay, like this could suddenly go the wrong way for you and things like that. And I mean, if we jump. I think, uh, like we could, we're, jump, we're jumping around anyway, so jump around <laughs> like the, the ending, yeah. and that's very much a different kind of foreboding. Like you're, you're actually not, you're actually just left with like questions, but it just feels like that dread just it's keeps still going. Like, yeah, you know, they, they, you got the whole camera scene, and they arrive, and then there's just more zombies yeah. on this island they get to, and then it, it well, it kind of gives the idea that they're all basically fucked. It yeah, doesn't it look does. like they get away, so. You know, but that's where like everyone dies. That's what I mean with the when with the stakes being high. Yeah, is that horror is a genre which plays fast and loose with life and death. You know. Yeah. Um, and I'm part of me hopes that this stays with Army of the Dead. Is that we're not going to have because, like we've said, you know, there's there's a there's a list and there's a team of people in this film who are going to do a heist or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I'm really excited yeah. to see it, but I don't know what happens in it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, but that, that, that's also, yeah, so that's also a gripe of, that could be with mine is that I'm worried that, yes, I know we're going to lose characters, obviously, otherwise this would be a very shit zombie. Well, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping we lose characters because I get the... We absolutely, like, yeah. Well, well, we know we will lose certain characters. Well, yeah, but whether, is it, um, is it going to be you're going to you're gonna have one or two deaths you know, or is it going to be you're, you're going to have more deaths and fewer survivors. That's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I'd kind of be hoping for more of a. To be honest, I want majority. But my my worry is the fact that we've I've heard all of this world building stuff is what worries me about this a little bit as well, because we've got a prequel coming out very soon for Army of the Dead. I've heard it's following a character though. Yes, so it it is. that it's character one character is isn't it? So this that character could still die in this film. Yeah, possibly, probably. I feel like that is a good chance that, that character probably will die in this film. I did think that the prequel was going to be released actually around the same time as Army of the Dead, but apparently it's not coming until later in the summer. Um, and there's also Dave Batista's character is getting an anime prequel as well. Nice. So we're getting that as well from it. And this film. Army of the Dead is also meant to be set up for sequels and things like that. And I think the nice thing with Dawn of the Dead is, like the almost like the original films, you know, uh, Night of the Living Dead, but they all have that kind of bleak, kind yeah. of quite often have that bleak ending that, like, you know, and this one sticks with that mold of it. It's a bleak ending, you know what I mean? There's no thing, there's no setup for a continuation. No, you know I mean, you know, I mean, absolutely. If if the sequel slowly popped up and it's like Ving Rhames somehow managed to take over, I'd probably believe that because it's Ving Rhames. It's but, yeah, Ving Rhames. You know, he found, <laughs> Ving Rhames does what he wants. Man, yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I definitely, uh, I'm definitely a bit like, as much as I love the zombie films and stuff like that, it's kind of like this is meant to be a heist zombie film we're getting for Army yeah. Dead, obviously, and it is kind of like okay, we'll wait and see what we get with it, but what are the sequels kind of going to be? And does that mean that you're going to save back a ton of characters? Yeah, exactly. Like, should they really have survived that? Because, I mean, you haven't seen the trailers. I've seen the trailers. 
the odds look insanely impossible. Like we have characters surrounded by zombies in the middle, like most of the characters. It's just like, how the fuck are you going to exactly. get Exactly. Especially when they're going to be alpha zombies. That's my other worry. Is, is it too... Are you making the zombies too smart to the point where it's like, right, so they can move quickly. They can think quite clearly. Yeah. How the fuck do you actually like survive that? You know what I mean? That just sounds like like the opening 15 minutes and Dave Batista just gets ripped yeah. apart. And yeah. like, we just follow the alpha zombies for the rest of the <laughs> That's it. It's just it. It's he becomes an alpha zombie. Yeah. Oh, Batista's the zombie. Batista's a man. You know. if, he, if he becomes an alpha zombie in that, then yeah. <laughs> but, but um, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that he's got to do it. And I think, I mean, I know what I, when Dave Batista kind of left the WWE, to pursue acting um i you know i kind of thought well you know he's 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 got to do he's just got to do dog shit you know he's got to do oh yeah like 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 john we're getting cena steve and, yeah john cena uh, Sto- stone, stone cold, cold yeah you know, all those ones that were doing films you do a film with vinnie jones straight to dvd, uh, straight to also, DVD. you know and uh, the don't marine 24 the, or yeah. whatever the fuck it is you know what i mean don't get me wrong like i daddy daycare five <laughs> yeah basically and i've seen you know he's done some kind of he has done some snide films you know um like oh yeah he's definitely done some cheap ones but he has proved himself as an actor well he, i mean he so he he was in spectre um i haven't seen spectre yet but i heard he was good decent in spectre yeah he was, he, he the, was very much the, he's the henchman, he's the henchman but yeah, there wasn't yeah. much there wasn't that much to, to the role um uh, but he he does it well i would have watched it so um, he was in obviously Gardens of the Galaxy and some of the Avengers films, and he was, you know, he showed. I mean, that's he the some... one that kind of helped him to prove yeah. was Gardens of the Galaxy. He's... And well, he, he totally some... did. Yeah, I mean, like, he not just good chops, not just that. acting chops and action. We knew we knew he'd be fine with the action, but um, comedy. Yeah, like that character was legitimately funny. In fact, probably in like those last two Avengers films, he was the funniest, the funniest character. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously we had um, the new Blade Runner. He was in. Yeah, again, he was he was good in that and played quite different. Yeah, he's in the upcoming Doom. Film. Yeah, he's in Doom. He's, get, he's, he's in Hotel cast. Artemis. Um, um, casting agents seem to really like him uh, because he's he's getting all these films. He's getting these roles. Um, he's a bit outspoken. Yeah, he, he is. might get himself in a bit of uh, some of the stuff he'd say might yeah. make people try it because he does kind of tend to bad mouth some bits after he's done them kind of thing. But you know, um, at least you know, at least he's kind of. Yeah, but he just got to respect to be the his, old. Was it Ricky, uh, Mickey Rourke? Kind of came back as a big Oscar actor. Yeah. He got all these roles, and then he just started saying shit, and people were like, "Well, fuck you then." Yeah, <laughs> and now he's back to straight to DVD. Um, well, you know, I imagine. But then even John Cena's no longer straight to DVD boy. No, so, he's, he's, you know, he's not. I would say like his comedy again has worked for him. So a few of them, uh, a few of those boys, can uh, do the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, Dave Batista's leading this film, and I think it'll it'll be interesting to see how how he gets on leading a, a film this big in budget. I mean, it, yeah, I don't think he he they particularly have to worry so much about box office with this if it's going straight to Netflix. Um, no, and uh, it'll be worth it. Know, they know it's going to get. Yeah, um, yeah. I believe the reviews are good, um, but. You know, I I think right now the reviews are probably around the same place that we've kind of got with Dawn of the Dead, which is around, if I'm talking Rotten Tomatoes, I think off the top of my head, it's around 70-ish right now. And that's around about the same place yeah. that this one. But Dawn I don't, Dead I mean, from my knowledge, I don't think Zack Snyder has particularly, he hasn't, he hasn't had a massive ball drop, has he? You know, 
in terms of I think he hasn't gone on to make a film which has been a massive bust, or he hasn't done a film which has been critical. No, it hasn't, hasn't been. Yeah, so it, no, he hasn't made. made he hasn't punch, made maybe? a massive. Sucker Punch, I don't. I think was definitely one of his lower performing ones. But, um, yeah, um, I never got around to see. But it, even but... you know, it, if anything, it was a bit crap because like Batman versus Superman, it was more of the you know this unattainable belief that these films, if they have a big budget one now, it has to make a billion dollars, otherwise it's not worth the credit it gets. Yeah, you sometimes I, mean? I think. And uh... Batman versus Superman made something like eight hundred and ninety million pounds, but they were like, ah, oh, but it's not a billion, is it? Like, yeah, it should have made a billion. And unfortunately, and then therefore they started fucking about with stuff. Yeah, um, and I think unfortunately know. with so with particularly with big box office and big you know, big budget, stuff like that. They kind of create a rod for their own back sometimes, you know. They by, do, yeah. They, by they making act it. like this is a billion dollar film and then when it doesn't make it, they're like, oh shit. Like, yeah. We no longer look good, even though it's like, oh, did you really lose that much money? Actually, in that case, they actually really didn't. But they were just, they've got, he's got a little bit of a, a thing there where he's got a dark tone. They hide a dark tone director to then lead to their universe of things. Yeah. And then they're surprised when they don't get the Avengers they get a dark tone. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's, kind, I mean? it's baffling. It, it, it is kind of like that. So he's definitely been given the, the, the you know, the shit stuff. And, you know, he's, um, it seems that as, as a director, he's had a bit of yeah, a shit time anyway. His daughter committed suicide. Yeah. But that's I why, heard he, about that's that. why he, apparently he was already getting kind of pushed out of Justice League before really? that, like, fully okay. happened. But that was a, like it when he was kind of like, right, yeah, I heard well, that he I'm, was, I'm done. Like, I heard I'm done with this out. anyway. I'm not dealing with your shit anymore. But who knows what all of them are. But in general, you know, I wouldn't necessarily go against what it is because i got to be honest, Warner Brothers seems to have no fucking clue what they're doing with their, yeah. all of their, their shit. What, <laughs> what was, I mean, spe- speaking about his most recent film, um, would you say it's his most recent film, Justice League? Because it kind of is, it kind of isn't, isn't it? Um, well, yeah. I mean, it is really because otherwise it's Batman versus Superman. So it is yeah. like his, that, and that is one he's just worked on yeah. for the last. He, yeah, yeah, the last about, twelve months, and he did reshoot a lot. So I guess he like, could. Yeah, that, yeah. Was it? Any I don't good? know if he reshot it. I think he, he, he reshoot a few scenes. Apparently, I know um, he shot, but he yeah, had yeah. to go in and do the. He'd already shot most of it, but he had to do the 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 get off the editing floor. The, I, I believe they said the main bit they only reshot was the bit that they brought back Jared Leto to be the Joker and the Batman in like a nightmare future okay. sequence kind of thing. He said that that's the only one he reshot. I don't fully believe yeah, that. I, I feel like there's more than that. But he said that he only did one scene that he reshot. And it I heard it was like 40% of the film or something like that. Well, that's what, but I, I think any it was... Stuff that no, Josh he didn't. Whedon he got did. rid of Joss Whedon stuff. But they, he said that it was already actually shot. They just didn't use his stuff because his stuff was too dark. So Josh Whedon reshot was some it, 40%. What was it like? Was it good? Um, it, it was... It was... It was good in some ways and bad in other ways. Yeah. It, it was a mixed bag, I think. It was better. It was definitely well, a I'm, far bigger, grander vision. Because I, I the did watch one. the um, the Josh Reed and Justice League, and I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I have like superhero burnout. So there's a few of the superhero films that I like. Yeah. Um, a lot of them I don't really like, but I kind of liked. Um, I like I, I fucked with Batman versus Superman. I thought it was cool, and I thought it was interesting. You know, I thought he does one thing. I will give him. We don't get it so much in Dawn of the Dead. I feel because it's a you know it is a it's a remake. But I like that he you know he does have a lot of he plays with a lot of interesting themes, 
and there are some in there, Door of the Dead, if you dig around. You know? Yeah, there are with people, you know, the, the idea that people, you know, people killing people, and you know, all, there's there's a lot in there when hell is full. When, yeah, when hell's the, full, you know, he and, plays up on that a little bit. At some yeah, but the but the groundwork for those themes were kind of laid by Romero, whereas I feel like the films that I've seen him, I mean, um. With Batman versus Superman, I felt that the themes there were actually quite strong, but they were quite interesting. I feel I don't think the film wrapped up well, you know, after they had the big scrap and they just <laughs> went and fought Doomsday, whatever his name is. Yeah. I was like, this is a bit generic for me. But I felt over, you know, I felt apart from the, you know, gratuitous slow mo, which I'm surprised we haven't made a joke about yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I thought that the themes that he did there were quite good. Yeah. Um, no, um, yeah, no. I, I I've never been had a problem with those themes. I've ne- I've never I and there's a lot of things in these films that I had no problem. Did it feel like he was kind of rushing to things that maybe they hadn't earned yet? Yeah, I think so. Batman Superman dying in the second film that he'd ever appeared in seemed a bit too soon. I mean, um, he died, didn't he? Yeah, he dies he dies to, towards the end. But then again, apparently like again, this is apparently a case of like they were throwing out ideas, they were gonna make a, a man of steel two, and then it was like a case of it was kind of thrown out there like what if we had do like Batman versus Superman, and then once that kind of he said, once that idea was kind of thrown out there, there's not much coming back. The studio would be like, shit, yeah. money, like hey, that yeah. is money. Um, which, yeah, see, yeah, but um, that's um, I think with his 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 style and his themes of his like films and his that, I had no problem with that. I had no problem with most of his casting either. I mean, say for instance, they had like Lex Luthor as Jesse Eisenberg. I had no problem with that because to be honest. I've never found a lot of the versions that they've done of Lex Luthor that interesting. And I actually thought in a modern day, basically being his character out of the social network with a little bit of a weird kind of twist. Mogul kind you of know, thing. I was like, you know what? Who would be fucking Lex Luthor nowadays? It would be that. It would be your fucking a Zuckerberg. Mom. It would be a Zuckerberg or, <laughs> or a, a Bezos. You know, yeah, I, I kind of get that. I kind of I, I, I didn't mind it. And it, it, even though he kept doing these long speeches about heaven and hell and the gods are coming down yeah. and the red capes are coming and all that kind of thing. I had no problem with that that kind of theme stuff like that. But what happens and what happens with his Justice League is very much it is just it's it's like pick pick put like pick where you're going with it. Okay. Don't set up things. Like he's setting up a billion and one things, and even though this is still like the the, the this one film. So the Justice League, the scene he's added as well, that with the Joker and things like that. Yeah. That's a setup for a film that we will now never get. I mean, he's probably hoping that they'll twist their arm and be like, well, this one happened, so maybe they'll change maybe, their mind. Maybe. I don't see know. them ever deciding now to go, right, we're going to spend $250 million on you letting you do a part two for hate for a streaming service. You well, know I, I, mean? I have Even with yeah. this, it's $90 million. It's not It's not 200 yeah. that it would take to make a Justice League part two. I have heard that they kind of wanted to do, almost they wanted to do this to kind of shut people up. Yeah. And, and to say, yeah, we've done it. That'll we've, be done. We've completed the and trilogy. And it's because we apparently it the pandemic is what kind of helped it because literally we had all of, they had all of those special effects companies which were now like, oh, we are, there's no films filming. We've got nothing to do. Yeah. In which case, Warner Brothers saw that as, well, we've got a film that's basically done except for the special effects and, you know, the editing. Yeah. So they were like, okay, people want it. Here you go. And this will shut them up, which, you know, don't know why they thought that was the case but <laughs> yeah. is it a better film than josh whedon's 100 it's got dark side in it it's got an overbearing kind of much more grandeur that is much more of a, a kind of a threat 
in the yeah. original, the original villain, he looked shit and he didn't feel like a threat. I, he felt like a wimpy kind of, I'm here, like, kind of give me the mother boxes kind of thing, I, like chasing yeah. around. Like, like the character stuff, yes, some bits of Josh Whedon's dialogue and stuff makes some of the characters more interesting. But one thing he did fuck up in that Justice League for me was Batman. Batman became like a joke. He yeah. was like joking, he was quipping, and he was basically just stood there with a gun. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember it was like you were just like watching all of these super people like fight each other and him being <laughs> stood in the corner like <laughs> with an AK. Like, like yeah. yeah, just with his little gun, just blasting going, right, what the fuck do I do? He has a much more reason than this. And also the flash, the flash and cyborg, what what they've said about that, like those characters. They said for ages that those those characters basically got cut out of the. Yeah, I heard this. I heard Cyborg. And Cyborg is fantastic in this. He actually yeah. is like shit. That's a really interesting idea for a character, and the Flash is actually a much more secure kind of happy. So he is much better in this. I'd be more interested to see that, even though I said I'm still not entirely convinced by him. Um, but overall, the film is just bigger, grander. He's got. A, he had a vision, and you can see that vision play out on the screen. So it's good in that way, but it still is four hours. And yeah. it's still a shit ton that they could have been cut out. I mean, I'm not going to watch a four-hour film. Yeah, it's like, it's it's broken up into like chapters, so you could almost watch like yeah. Well, might, originally they were going to release apart. I'd say it's definitely worth seeing because it is a very interesting. And if you liked Batman versus Superman, yeah, it still continues with that kind of themes and those kind of ideas. So it is definitely smarter than Justice League, which was a, a short kind of they get together, they fight someone. Hooray! <laughs> That's you know what, what I mean? it very much felt like. Um, that that was it. You know, what I mean, like Josh Whedon added in like a weird Russian family and things like that. That Flash kind of. Oh yeah. They were trying to say that was not part of any of it, so that's all cut. Yeah, um, I just remember that being so weird. And yeah. Thinking, is this just so the Flash has something to do? But let's get on the slow mo. So there is a very long Flash slow mo scene in this Justice League, which is literally like the Flash goes and like there's a hot dog. And he like taps the hot dog out of the way. The hot dog's like hot dog's like slowly going towards some woman's face, and he's like, <laughs> Here's the hot dog. and like, and it, it's like it goes on and on and on, and you're like, for fuck's sake, just give, yeah, you might be the world's fastest man, <laughs> quickly, man. Um, and that slow mo is at times it's in there, and that's one of the things. The slow mo. Fucking hell, he needs to cut it out. Like yeah. that is one of the things. Like I swear to God, we cut out the slow. We cut out the slow mo of that Justice League, and you're talking about half an hour is gone. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> some of them. Nora scenes where it's just like Wonder Woman slowly going for her sword, and it's like, okay, it's like thirty seconds she's been going for her sword. Yeah, like, get well, on with it. Like, and we get that in this Dawn of the Dead. Well, there were we bits. Get, it's not like we get hints, but he's not nearly as into that phase of like three hundred kicking someone into yeah. a pit, like. Like a that was what, like what could have been like a twenty second like quick scene works fantastically in that one scene. Oh, yes, sometimes badass. Sometimes slow mo badass. works badass. If yeah. like even if I'm thinking of a different superhero with another fast character, um, Days of Future Past with the X Men when Quicksilver does the whole kitchen scene when he goes around yeah. and slow mo. That's cool. It's got a cool soundtrack. It works well, but he overuses it yeah, to I the point where it's like. What you should have, like uh, honestly, like one or two slow mo scenes in a film, and then you should be like, right, let's let's just move this along. And I and Dawn of the Dead has a few, like where the gun, I think the the gun we, bullets drop down. When we were speaking about it, we, I think we got to the part where the underground and uh, they try to get the power back on, 
and they get surrounded. And I think we were like, oh, wow, this is the first time we've noticed um, yeah. in this film. And that's probably about the 45-minute hour mark, maybe maybe a bit I past. think so. I feel like, I don't know if we were, weren't looking to, I'm sure there would sure have been before that was. point. But it we, it didn't dawn on right. us. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> like it that. did not. Yeah, it, like, it didn't dawn on us that early on that um, that like this was going to happen. I was looking out for Zack Snyder kind of thing, and I got kind of the visual styles. And sometimes he has like his shots. Like sometimes he does have like high low kind of shots. But the slow mo, yeah, I didn't. It, it it does apply in a few scenes, and definitely the. The when they're shooting each other, yeah, with that, the um, the, with ba- the, baby. the baby following that, he's like, "Why are you trying to get to my family?" And he he shoots the nice old lady. Which is and a, she shoots that's back. a really good scene. Like it is a good scene, but like again, it is kind of like then we do get like a few slow mo of like them shooting each other, kind of yeah. a bit of back and forth. And it felt very wild west, didn't it? Yeah. Where they keep shooting each other and they're dying. And but it definitely at times like it is one of the things with him where I, I feel like he doesn't realize that it sometimes takes away from that kind of he's got a really good quick like action like cut yeah. scene like he cuts them and like they're cut and edited really well and they like they move really nice and quickly and his action shots are actually really good and sometimes him holding that frame for slow-mo on it kind of takes away from it because then you get distracted by what's actually a really good shot i mean like that shooting each other it, like there were some scenes when we looked at this you said earlier about you know, we look at this now, and I'd say some of that visuals, yes, yeah, some of the actors, obviously, you like recognize them like that, and they look young in this kind of thing. But some of the visuals, I was looking at them going, this is a really nicely shot. Yeah, like, and the color palette looks really modern. Like, yeah. I would accept that as a, like, I don't, we weren't even necessarily watching the best of, like, quite like, Quality, we watched yeah. it, you know, the way we were watching it. And it was still like, oh, this looks, this decent. looks damn good. And the color, I think, the color palette that he uses is good as well. You know, the because he he kind of uses very, I don't want to say, I don't want to say dull or bland, but he uses very neutral colors almost. Yeah. So you've got you know you've got like the the security guards in the black, and then you've got you've got like the dark water, and you've got the water fountains. is It's not like particularly bright or, or colorful. Mm. It kind of does have this kind of dark almost realistic tone to it yeah you know um and i think it'll be interesting to see how how he brings this over to army of the dead because from what i've seen of it it looks as if it's not going to be quite so dark and it looks as if it's going to be a bit more of a bright way and yeah so it'll be interesting to see how he he does it because yeah he does have that like kind of like monotone kind of color that yeah. kind of takes over and it was present in most of his like even say 300 which was very much the same it had like almost like a sepia tone yeah and that was running throughout yeah they've always and, watchmen and his other superhero films they all had that very dark noir kind of well like they yeah it's almost like because i remember films like do you remember the like immortals um even i possibly you could even say maybe the the clash of the titans potentially yeah they kind of took that on where they kind of, yeah they did take that from 300 yeah like the you know the reds because the, i remember the spartans having like red capes and the mm. gold helmets they weren't like particularly bright it was almost like kind of dull colors yeah it but was. still gold but it wasn't overly shiny or bright no and it kind of and it was almost very earthy colors and it, it felt very kind of neutral almost yeah. you know it didn't feel as if anything was particularly popping out at you visually yeah. It all looks I am really wondering good. about this with the with Army of the Dead. Like it looked colourful, but I'm still wondering if it's gonna have that tone over the top. It's like colours, 
but not quite. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like sixty percent. It's sort of vivid. It's like slight monotone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like so visually, yeah, the new one does not look like it matches quite this tone. The and obviously we don't know if this is of Dawn of the Dead. I don't know if he thinks that this is still in the same universe or it's a brand new universe of Dawn. Know. You know, it's still yeah. because it's Army of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. You know what I mean? I'm guessing they've just gone, probably gone, you know, Sticking potentially gone that. for the name of it. Because yeah. I think hearing of the dead kind of does, ha- has a certain gravitas with it, you know, because yeah. the, the you know, the original trilogy and even to an extent Land of the Dead, you know, is it's is synonymous with Romero and with I would I would say with quality. You know, yeah. if you're watching a if <laughs> if somebody you know if you're talking about zombie films, it's hard not to talk about Romero. Romero is the, the guy that you know. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah he is of the zombies, um, and you know, obviously, then I guess you'd also think now because this was very very well received. Dawn, Dawn of the Dead was his Zack Snyder's other one, so they wanted to very much be like a nostalgia of where he's coming back to his of the dead kind of yeah. thing. Um, he's almost taking the mantle on kind of thing of like taking zombie films into the next stage kind of thing. Um, but yeah, those I'm I'm excited to see visually what he comes up with. Yeah, I'm just worried we're gonna get bogged down by like 15 minute scenes that feel like they could have been five minute scenes. Yeah, that's yeah. my main thing is I'm hoping it doesn't because. Like it doesn't bog down the action. Yeah, like two and a half hours is a long. Is it's quite a time for, uh, you know, um, for a zombie film particularly. Yeah, and I, the storyline doesn't sound overly complex. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a bank heist. I mean, it's gonna be. It'll be. It's gonna be interesting to see how he fills that time. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I guess there could be a lot of getting in, getting out, and uh, like obviously that kind of thing. But again, that doesn't feel like something needs two and a half hours no. um and also i i really hope that he doesn't like the thing was because dawn of the dead is quite a nice tight package with tight package what are you thinking about the um <laughs> the, the, the the but it, it's tightly edited it's yeah. tight it works perfectly as i said it's like every minute's almost accounted for up to that kind of right to the end of the very credits yeah. itself and it plays out really nicely Um, but that plays out really um, yeah. nicely. Um, I lost a bit of track there. No, that's but, right. um, yeah, it, it does play out really nicely. In um, I, I've completely lost my train of thought. That's right, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was I talking about? I don't even know what you were talking about. You were talking about, um, you know, the fuck. What were you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, because we're doing these live at the moment. So when 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 we get comments. Um, it, f- it throws you off, doesn't it? It, it throws me off as well because we have, you know, we have to. You're much it. more quicker at me, yeah. isn't it? but um, yeah. but anyway, I'm just really, I'm just really wondering with this film, um, are we going to get really bogged down by feeling like he has to over-explain certain moments? He has to play out them in a really long context, something that doesn't need it, um, and that. And that overall, we're just going to leave with certain there that dread, that level of dread that we talked about earlier, that was really present in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that kind of building, kind of dread that kind of came there. I'm worried that the you know the action we might lose it, that we might lose um, 
that we might lose some of that suspense in that moment. And it's yeah. going to be more of an action zombie film than a horror zombie film. That, well, I'm, I'm, I think it, from what I've seen, I think it, we're, we're leaning more towards an action, you know, action with kind of the, the subgenre of horror. Yeah. You know, that's from that's from how I see what it's going to be. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. It's, it is, yeah. it's just a balance with those kind of films where we get like over the top kind of action and it kind of gets a bit like, right, okay, <clears throat> you've gone through and you've destroyed some zombies, you've destroyed a few more. Yes, you're big, muscular people who can get through a crowd and things like that, but are we going to get completely just lost in like, right, here's another action scene of them just taking out certain things, or are we going to get you know more of that? Whereas in the original Dawn of the Dead, it's really nicely laid out. As yeah. you said, it's nicely plotted, nicely set out. Each part of it... <clears throat> It's not pushing towards the next action scene. Yeah. It's not pushing towards the next death scene, even. It feels like it's very much moving at a natural progression. Yeah. I mean, and if, and if we're trying to like throw loads of stuff in there, is it going to feel like that natural progression or is it going to feel like we're just either setting course for a million different things or we're just setting up for, right, this is to set them up for their next death whole action scene? instead of feeling like it's being driven by the character, which I hope he doesn't forget is what made that better. But we have said that he's good with character. Yeah, I mean, I think he is. I think he's good with writing characters in particular. Um, I think, like you said, I think it's got to be interesting to see what the pacing of it is. And I think if we are... I mean, one of my dangers that I I particularly you know struggle with with the with the superhero genre um, is this idea is the world building, you know? So I find that like, sometimes I want to watch a film and I want that film to be, you can leave me on a cliffhanger or you can leave me on something like that. But when, you know, when they, they put in bits and pieces of, you know, this is, I'm trying to think of some good examples, you know, but you see it quite a lot in the MCU, you know, where so-and-so they have all of these things, you know, these, throwbacks all these things that they mention <laughs> this is how bad i am with superheroes like, i can't remember any of them but i mean an but example I... an example for me was you know in spider-man um mm-hmm. the first tom holland one homecoming, yeah. homecoming you know where mm-hmm. they um where they meet um he meets who's supposed to be scorpion at the end or the end or amazing spider-man 2 is a perfect example of it is they were building so much for this kind of building up to the sinister six and this kind of stuff that for me they lost sight of the actual film itself yeah i think uh, and again that that sometimes does come down to the studios themselves that kind of mess them up so for instance like amazing uh, the amazing spider-man 2 or even going further back to uh, spider-man 3 Tony mcguire spider-man 3 it was a case of the studio was like people want to see venom so they forced Sam Raimi to add in Venom. Yeah. In Amazing Spider-Man 2, they were like, no, look at the MCU. We need to set up our big universe of characters. Yeah. So Amazing Spider-Man 2 became the story, like the death of Gwen Stacy, plus setting up every other character in Spider-Man's universe. Yeah. And and this is the kind of it. I guess the only difference I don't mind with the MCU is most of the time in the MCU, we get payoff of most of those kind of things. Yeah. What I don't like is films that haven't earned it yet. Exactly. Now, the Warner Brothers... DCU, that's a problem. They kind of were doing all that stuff, but they weren't earning the actual right to kind of 
right? You haven't actually made a, a film strong enough or, you know, yeah. or enough films yet to be like, right, we're setting up our Justice League or we're setting up a bigger universe. It's like, no, get your characters right first, then do it. Don't start adding in all of this world building until yeah. you actually have got the characters in place and ready. Like, make sure you know what you're doing. Like, we got The Mummy, The Dark Universe with Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah, oh, fuck, One yeah. film... One film was out because they had, like, they had Tom Cruise and they released a production vote with Johnny Depp, Javier Bardem, you know, all these different actors. Mr. Russell Crowe. Yeah, all these actors to be part of this dark universe. And then when the first film failed, it's like, well, are you surprised? That, yeah. You know, that you're now cancelling all of this stuff because you didn't even give yourself one film before you announced the entire universe. Yeah. And, and this is my worry. Zack Snyder is already announcing by basically an army of the dead universe before we've even got out of the first... <laughs> and that yeah, yeah the you first know. one and i know we kind we kind of contradict ourselves a little bit because we said about mortal Kombat setting up the second one yeah but, but that's more like they're thinking about a trilogy instead yeah. of thinking about not just like these felt like a lot of studios now are not just thinking about it, it's a great plan to have a plan for a trilogy i mean the star wars films the last few star wars films would have been fantastic <laughs> if, if they, they had, had a plan. goddamn plan yeah. they would have been so much better if they had a plan you know what I mean? Like, I like the fact that Mortal Kombat has a plan. Having a free film plan, that's fine. Having an having a plan to make a universe of 20 different characters in 20 different films of 20, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I can make a spin-off of my uh, my zombie film for another sequel, another sequel, but I'm also gonna spin off these characters. Into yeah, exactly. That's, that's my it. worry. Is he that's what he's thinking? I feel like he's thinking of that. Like he's already planned a, a prequel, two prequels to a, this film. You know what I mean? What's yeah. next? Like a spin-off for you know random character who appears in this one, <sighs> and then we get another zombie film of that, and then like it's the whole universe of zombies. Yeah. And that's what that's we're like, of, oh fuck zombies. <laughs> that's one of my concerns is Dawn of the Dead is a is an open and shut film. Yeah, you know, it, you start, you finish. Whereas, and there's not any hints of all. Oh, there's yeah. going to be a sequel, or all. Oh, you know, somebody's got a. There's somebody's making a virus, but or somebody's making a cure. I'm not going to talk about it much more. But and that's where I worry about. You know, the 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 potential could be that he he's thinking about trying to establish this as a universe that he takes his eye off actually making a solid enjoyable film yeah you know i mean i love the fact that this is as like we are here just pure speculation we yeah. we know like i i know a little bit more than you I, do but uh... i'm trying not to give anything away um but i'm still sat here i love the fact that we're speculating like on we're gonna watch this on saturday so yeah. it's gonna be interesting if we just completely turn our tune around we could do. um I think it's because I'm not expecting to completely. I'm expecting. I think I'm going to enjoy the film. I think I'm going to enjoy it, but I think I'm also going to leave it going. Like there were definite Z Zack Snyder flaws here. There were definite things where it's like, yeah, we definitely could have cut that out, and we didn't need Dave Bautista ripping his shirt open in <laughs> slow mo. Was popping six in, times, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in a row, like six different angles of him ripping his shirt yeah. to then fucking like climb apart and like tear apart zombies to be fair that'd be pretty bad yeah, that'd be pretty i hear he hangs dom uh, yeah i hear dave batista hangs dom <laughs> in slow motion dom there you go netflix have just made you a million dollars an extra couple of million dollars it's like the scene it's like the scene in um the omen where the woman kills herself like david he says dong just drops in slow motion <laughs> slow and then man. bounces up a little bit you know yeah, Zack snyder was actually under the camera like, yeah that off the frame just the dong <laughs> um but no i think you know we are so obviously we're planning on watching it together and the next week's episode we're going to do a kind of a spoiler view 
spo- spoiler view, spoiler free kind of review, kind of thoughts on it because some sometimes you need to watch a film a couple of times to actually before you know where you're at with it. And yeah, I get the I feeling for me, this has got to be a film where I'll watch it the first time and I'll enjoy it. And but I'll have a couple of things of was it too long, you know, this kind of stuff. And and I'll be tempted, to, I want to go back and watch it now, knowing what, what happens, yeah. um, to look at the kind of pacing and to kind of analyze it a bit more. So I imagine it'll be a f- kind of initial impressions and kind of a spoiler free review that we'll be doing next week. Yeah, we'll definitely go for the the spoiler free as we'll release it a day after it's been released on Netflix. So we don't want anyone who listens to be, we yeah. want to just tell you what we kind of think and maybe hint towards some things from Zack Snyder without being too, as long as we think they're non-spoiler areas, we may discuss them a little bit, but it'll be more of a pointing you towards things that maybe we kind of thought this is where he's maybe fallen into the same traps or this is where he's done something different and it's yeah. much better and stronger. Um, we might his... talk about characters, but we won't go into any deaths or spoilers. Oh, we won't. We won't ruin any deaths or spoiler things yeah. like that. But there are, yeah, no, there are certain scene settings and things like that that will. It'll be hard not to discuss some of the plot. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> you know, what I mean, we can't like completely avoid everything. So, um, if you want to go in completely clean, then you can wait until after <laughs> you've seen it. But it is on Netflix, so to be fair, the majority of the world will probably have seen it by Saturday night. Probably. So, yeah, <laughs> by the time we release it, so it's. Yeah. Um, but if to kind of wrap up towards our kind of dawn of the dead, obviously, it as we said, this was only a kind of a part of the episode. The Zack Snyder, kind of the director in depth, is kind of our focus here. Yeah, talking about him. So, but Dawn of the Dead, and we'll, we will go in in depth at some point. I know because this um, is a, it's an enjoyable film. But like you said, we wanted to. We're both really excited for Army of the Dead, um, and we're interested to see Zack Snyder coming back to horror, but having full reign of it and having a bigger budget. You know. And it being his vision, his he wrote it, he directed it, so he's got nothing to hide behind this time. Yeah. It's fully hit, like him out on display. It's either going to be fantastic um, or we're just going to feel like it's just a... Oh, this might be our best chance to work out, is he a purely visual director or does he have some storytelling chopped? Because yeah. right now, as we mentioned before, I feel like Zack Snyder falls into that category of fantastic visual directors who need someone to kind of help them with their vision i I feel like he need like at this point i'd kind of be like yes you can make things look amazing but if someone else a really good screenwriter wrote a good script to you like in this case james gunn wrote you a fantastic script that can't turn into a fantastic film because of your visuals as well because of your sensibility with certain characters and your visual style that's why dawn of the dead was the success it was i think because it kind of skewed away whereas my my worry is like I guess if he had been the one fully in control of Dawn of the Dead, I mean looking back at his other one, it does kind of feel like he took a lot from. So I feel like it might have been closer to the original Dawn of yeah, the Dead it remake. Be. It would have been a more straightforward remake if we didn't have James Gunn, who often likes to kind of twist and turn things a little bit, kind of flip things on its head a little bit. So I'm interested to see when it's his full vision. You know, is it going to be, or are we going to have a Who's um, a recent director that we both mentioned was Ari Aster, Aster where yeah. we said we, we're not com- entirely convinced that he's an ama- a perfect storyteller, but he's a fan. He's, he's a fantastic visual director, you know, you that know. kind of thing. So, and hopefully, we're going to be able to bring you some answers next Monday. Yeah. Um. So 
you know, I, that kind of wrapped it up quite well, hasn't it? Um, it did, yeah. It's a good film. You should uh, go and watch, I'd say, check out Dawn of the Dead beforehand or check out any of his others if you want. I'm going to have a little look around, but there's um, definitely, the, I'm excited to see what Army of the Dead, our first big budget zombie film in God knows, we couldn't even name one. No, we couldn't. Since <laughs> we couldn't World War Z. Since before. World War Z, yeah. we couldn't think of one. And I can never think of one that was as high budget as that one either. No, all mate. It was a big um, one. Um, and you know, even action kind of action zombie films. Yeah. Um, but obviously you can find us on, on social media um, at CMTH podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, come and let us know your thoughts on kind of Zack Snyder as a director, his, uh, his kind of interpretation of Dawn of the Dead. Um, and if you're excited for Army of the Dead or not, uh, remember to hit the subscribe button um, so you can get kind of you can get the episodes as soon as they're released. And if you could leave us a review, and uh, join us next week for our covering of uh, Army of the Dead. We'll see you then. <laughs>